0: You're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast with Lee Fuller, where questions about the Bible meet real life. Hello, hello. Welcome. This is Lee Fuller, Bible in Real Life. I am glad you're here. And today we're going to talk about the names of God. I believe it's important that we know who we have believed, and also are able to call God by name when we're appealing to different aspects of his nature. And we'll go through some of that in scripture. And if you would like to know how to see and understand God in a in a fuller way, then stay tuned on this episode. All right, you like that? Let's get it. Okay, so Before we go any further, I want to make sure that we are um, subscribed to the channel. I want to also make sure, hold on, let me make sure this is on mute. Um, Make sure we're also um, listening to the podcast and sharing the podcast. Please leave a review in Apple, um, Apple Podcasts, or you can leave a review on Spotify, I believe. Uh, or wherever you're listening to your podcast. I love to go back and listen to see more about um, what people are saying, what what episodes are resonating with you. And it helps us um, as we, along with the Holy Spirit, but it also helps us direct our programming to make sure we are serving in the best way possible, right? So... The Bible in real life. Today we're talking about the names of God. And and let me tell you why. A couple of weeks ago, well, I've been meaning I've been looking forward to doing this podcast, right? This episode because I think it's important that we know who God is and can and understand that God has revealed himself to us in certain um in certain ways so we can relate to him in that way. But um, so at our church, we had a little powwow with the volunteers, uh, right before service and a brother got up and he was saying how, how God is this. And I mean, he, I, I believe he went A to Z, like God is this, Jesus is this, he's the alpha and omega, the, the beginning and the end, the, the C, I don't remember what C was indeed. Like he just went through boom, 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 boom. And I was so encouraged because, um, he was articulating and telling about the God that I love and the God that I serve. And I say, you know what, that was such an encouragement to me. I think perhaps it would be an encouragement to others, uh, those that are listening to the Bible in real life Podcasts, to hear, uh, some of the names of Christ, the names of God, um. You know what? I think I'll do another episode on um, the names of Jesus throughout the, um, hmm, that might be a good one. I'll, let me know. Let me know um, in the in the review or something if you think that'd be a good idea, okay? But today we're going to be looking in scripture to see the names of God and here is uh, why I think this is important. So when my... Um, When my wife calls me, you know, there's like a pet name or whatever. We're not going to get into that on the airwaves. But that's a name that my wife calls me, right? So because of our relationship, she gets to call me that name, right? When uh, my daughter, she calls me daddy. And she says it in this little weird way. And I'm like, why do you say it like that? But I've come to love it because this is how... She calls me dad. Um, and I started thinking, I said, you know what? <clears throat> um, how you address a person um, kind of indicates the level of relationship, indicates the level of experience that you've had together and the level of knowledge that you have about this person. So as we're going through certain um Names today. And I want to not only tell the name, but kind of give some of the context in which the name was revealed in scripture. And I think that helps as well because we can see that God often reveals himself and different characteristics and qualities about God. He reveals them in the context of a situation, right? If I were a preacher right about now, I'll start preaching and say, I wouldn't know that he was an attorney if I was never in a courtroom. You, you see, I'm not very good at it. But <laughs> um, but it's, it's through the experiences of our lives that we see God in new and fresh ways. Well, today, as we look at some of the experiences that God's people had, which illuminated, which um, allowed His names to be manifest. You see how, how eye opening, um, eye opening it is. So let's, without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the stri- st- bleh, into the Bible, the scriptures. So the first, the first name that we're going to talk about is the name L. Right. So. E-L, you see it in scripture, it's pretty prominent, um, but L, L, E-L, appears to mean power and might, right? So when God is L, and you'll see, we'll see as we're going through our list how he uses it in conjunction with other things, but it's it's showing the strength, um, the might, the power, of God, right? So stop right there, Lee. Stop right there. Um, it's important to see how uh or to know that your God is a mighty God, your God is a strong God, your God is is amazing, right? Um let's see. There is Hold on one second. <laughs> uh, that's not important. Um, so, your God is a mighty God and a strong God, right? So, L is the is the singular, but I want to talk about the plural. So, the plural of L El is Elohim. Okay. So, in Genesis chapter one, verse one, right? When your Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, that word God is the word Elohim. Okay, so. Oh, just for context, a lot of these because this was confusing to to me. When I was reading through scripture, I was like, I don't see Elohim in the Bible. I don't see Adonai. I don't see Yahweh and some of these other terms that we've learned in scripture. So the, you know, El, Elohim, Yahweh, El Shaddai, different things we're going to go through today. This is the Hebrew of the word. Okay, so when you're reading in your Bible, you know how you'll hear someone say, you know, God is Jehovah Rapha. Right. And you'd be like, I'm looking in the Bible. I'm saying, what verse is that? Because I don't see Jehovah Rapha. You know, um, you don't always see that. It's because these are Hebrew names. Right. So in the original language uh, of the Old Testament, when. uh, So these would be words written in Hebrew. So that should help some of you that are looking like, man, I, I don't never see none of this stuff in the Bible. <laughs> it's because this is the Hebrew name. In your Bible, sometimes it'll just say God. For instance, in Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God, right? Now that Hebrew word God is Elohim. Now, remember, it's we said El was strong, might. So we see that, Elohim in Genesis 1-1 is used in the context of the strong and mighty creator, right? Because only a strong, mighty, or powerful God could create things out of nothing, right? So in the beginning, we see in the beginning, God create the heaven and earth. So that strong and mighty God is a creator. So sometime I'll pull it down for application, um, but one thing that I thought was interesting is that Elohim is plural of the El or Eloah singular indicating from scripture that there is this plurality of God, right? Uh, many times this is referred to as the Trinity, right? The Godhead, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit. So we see in the very beginning of scripture God identifies himself with a plural word, right? So in the beginning, this plural God, his creator, he's strong and he is mighty. So um, you see that that is the first one I want you to look at. Your God is able to make things happen out of nothing. So when, when, um, sometime I'm praying or, um, I'm asking God to do something, and I can't see a way. I don't know how it's going to happen. I remember that God is the Creator that can create out of nothing. He's a strong and mighty God. Hope you're encouraged by by El or Eloah. Next, um, so we see we see that uh, the next one we want to look at is. Let's go. And many of us are familiar with this, especially if you've been listening to gospel music, (laughs) Um, the phrase or the word Yahweh, right? The word Yahweh is um, what many believe is the proper name for God. Why do we believe this? Well, because in Exodus chapter three, verse 14, um, Moses is about to go to talk to the people. And Moses say, who should I say sent me? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. Okay. I am who I am. And that word there is the Yahweh word. Now, um, I don't want to go too deep into the, the context of it, but Um, The Jewish people were so respectful of the word that many times they would just use the Y, the H, the W, and the H, right? Um, So the actual pronunciation of how you say it, we we believe would be Yahweh. They took out the vowels so that that it wasn't the common word that we just say all the time like we do now, right? Because they saw it as hollowed. They saw it as holy, a holy name. So how do we find this in our Bibles? When you're when you're reading in scripture and you see that is capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, right? And it's usually Lord, translated Lord. Uh, when it's all caps, this is referring to Yahweh. Right, so where else in Scripture do we see Yahweh? You know, uh, in Deuteronomy six four, here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Capital O, capital I mean capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That's the Yahweh. All right, also Jehovah. Um, Jehovah is the 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 translated English of Yahweh. Right. So hopefully I'm not confusing you in the notes. I'll have some of the spelling out of some of these words, but, um, Yahweh is kind of the Hebrew and Jehovah is kind of when it gets pulled into English because the H is J and all this blah, 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 blah. Right. I'm sorry. Can't do blah, 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 blah. Cause I'm talking about the name of God. Right. Um, but the, uh, it's holy. Um, but Yahweh meant I am, I am, not I was, not I will be, not, um, so it's that constant forever present, right? And I love that because it's the immediacy or it's the presence of God. So when we recognize God as Yahweh or Jehovah, we're saying that you are the God that is forever present and, you know, you are, are um, immediate, you're accessible, you're near. You know, so many times when we feel like we're alone, I, I tried to make my mind remember that God calls himself Yahweh. Right. He says, I am. I'm that forever present. Be. I'm that forever present person. And um, I want you to use these names in different times. When you feel like you're by yourself, you're like, you know what? I'm not by myself because God has revealed himself as Yahweh. Hey, I don't see how this situation is going to change, but God has revealed himself as the strong or mighty one. He's El. He's Elohim. Right. Amen. Right. So uh, the next one that we want to look at is um, so now we start to well, and we'll do one more before we do some of the conjunctions. The next one is Adonai. Right. Adonai. So in Scripture, sometimes used in place of saying Yahweh when they would translate it, when they're talking about God, um, when they didn't use the word. Uh, Hebrew word Yahweh, they would use Adonai. And in our Bibles, it's um, it's translated Lord, right? But this one is capital L, lowercase O-R-D, right? So when you're reading in the Bible, let's say in Genesis chapter, you know, 15, but Abraham said, O Lord God, what will you give me for I can for I go childless, right? So he's like, "Hey, Lord God," he's saying Adonai. Actually, in that one, I believe he's saying Adonai Yahweh, right, Lord God, but um, Adonai L. But the when you see capital when you see capital L O R D, that's usually the word Adonai, which is also a plural word right it's the plural form of adon so adon will be lord but adonai is plural so we see this hint of this plurality of the father son and the holy spirit even in the plural names that god ascribes to himself in scripture amazing stuff you see it in the greek i mean you see it in the hebrew but it's just i wanted to point that out because um the trinity is is mentioned or taught the plurality of the Godhead is seen throughout scripture, even in the names of how God represents himself. But um, so Ga'el, right? God, mighty, creator, strong. Elohim, the creator. Adonai is the Lord, right? So the Lord has the idea of being your God or being in charge or being your ruler, right? Yahweh is the I am. Now let's look at some of the compound words, right? And we start to see how God adds the God of blank or God who blank. So let's look at some of these. And some of the familiar ones Maybe Jehovah-Jireh, Jehovah-Jireh. Now where, first of all, what does this mean? Jehovah-Jireh is the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. And this is seen in Genesis chapter 22, verse 14. Remember, Abraham is going up to uh, sacrifice his son, Isaac. And then God said, don't kill him. And then the Lord provided a lamb, right? For the sacrifice. And then Abraham called the name of that place. The Lord will provide in the Hebrew. It would be so Abraham called the place, the name of that place, Jehovah Jireh. As he said on this day on the Mount, the Lord, it shall be provided, right? So when a sacrifice needed to be made the lord provided when a a a shortfall when a substitution when something was lacking the lord provided so if you are experiencing or if there is a deficit of of hope if there's a deficit of love is there if there is a deficit right understand that the lord is the one that provides. He comes through and that is what Jehovah Rafi reminds us of. So, I know sometimes it's used in the context of, hey, I'm running a little light this month. Right? Um, but we know that the God will provide. But um, Jehovah Jireh or Yahweh Jireh, right? The I am Will provide, so he's able to provide everything. Yahweh, Jireh, Jehovah Jireh, right? The I am who can provide. I, it, okay. I'm. I, I love this stuff. Hopefully, you're encouraged. And when you are in a deficit, you can know that hey, your God is a strong, mighty provider that's always present. See, when you kind of string them together, your confidence in God grows. Your understanding is as I'm going through daily life and there is a lack. The Jehovah, the strong, the I am, the ever-present God is a provider. Let's go to uh, Yahweh Rafa or Jehovah Rafa. Now this, we see this one in, um, now this is interesting, <clears throat> um let's look at exodus chapter 15 verses 26 it's so exodus come on um exodus 15 because i think this is so cool um exodus 15 and let's go to 26 what does it say All right, Uh, let's go to the text. Exodus 15, 26, it says, if you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do that which is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord, your healer. See that? I am the Lord, your healer. So we have, the Lord, your healer, capital L-O-R-D, Yahweh, our healer, Rapha. Isn't that something? So he is the God who heals us. Now, the other thing that I love about this healing, so in this context, it's talking about the physical diseases. So When you're praying to God for healing, when you're praying for your mom or your child or your family member or something for physical healing, understand you're praying to a God that reveals himself as the Lord, your healer, right? So we can be confident that God is the God, our healer. But I also wanna show you, um, so there's physical healing, but also, I believe it's Psalms, um, Psalms 103. Is it Psalms 103-3? Yes. So let's go to Psalms 103.3. 3 Um well, let's start it because th- this is just a blessed Lord, oh my soul, all is me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forgetting all those benefits. Verse 3 who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases, right? So we have a God that heals our diseases and forgives our iniquities. Not only does God offer physical healing, he's the God that also can heal your soul. He's the God that also can heal those wounds that are deeper than skin deep, right? These internal. So there is bitterness or anger or hurt that is within the person. Know that God reveals himself as Yahweh Rapha or Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. And I like this verse because he puts both of them together. He forgives all your iniquities, and he heals all your diseases. You have a God that you can call out to that can heal physically, but also mentally, in your emotions, in your soul, in your inner being. We know God as Jehovah Rapha. So I hope... As we are learning how to apply the Bible to real life, just the character, just the, um, the the ways in which God has revealed himself shows us that we have a God that is there, he's present, he's strong, he can provide, and he's your healer. So when you're dealing with something, And it's good that you learn these so that you can call on God, Lord, I'm appealing to you as the healer in this moment for my brother, for my sister, blah, 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 Lord, internal wounds, external wounds. So you're praying and you can know that it's not me that's calling you a healer. I'm repeating that you said you revealed yourself as Jehovah Rapha. A God who heals. Isn't that good? That's so good. Man, that's good. <laughs> I'm preaching. I'm about to get happy oh, on the podcast. I know y'all like Lee. Every time you go, you get happy. Well, God is always good, right? He's ever present. Come on. He's the I am. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, man. This is good stuff. So, another one that we see, and I thought this was interesting is one that is not as familiar, but it's a compound word is, is Yahweh or Jehovah Nisi. It's Jehovah Nisi, which is the Lord, our banner. <coughs> now, now this one um, is interesting. So let's, let's see what was the context in which God used this. So in Exodus chapter 13, right? In Exodus chapter 13, I'm sorry, Exodus chapter 17, we see that there is a fight with the Amalekites. Okay. Um. There is a fight with the Amalekites in Exodus chapter 17. Okay. And let me pull it up in the text. Chapter 17, it says in verse eight, then Amalek came and fought with Israel at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, choose out men to go out and fight Amalek, right? Very interesting story. Go back and read it. There is one day I'm gonna teach on that, (laughs) Um, how the battle is really happening in heaven or the battle is really happening um, in the spirit and not just in the flesh. We see this is a great example in the Old Testament of when Moses' hands lifted, then there was victory. So there was a battle happening up in the mountain and one happening on the, in the plain, but I'm not going to go there. Now, verse 15, <clears throat> and Moses built an altar and called the name of it. The Lord is my banner. Now to help us understand this a little bit, let me go back to me to help us understand this a little bit is. The flag of the United States is called like the Star Spangled Banner, right? So uh, a banner is this is this um, rallying cry. It's like a flag. It's like a a group, a symbol, <coughs> a symbol of unity, right? So when the Lord says that I am your banner, He's like, listen. You can gather and rally around me. You know, at football games, you know, there's the guy that, that has the big flag and he's running up and down in the field and we're like, ah, let's go Bucks!" <laughs> right? Or whoever your team is, right? So you're rallying around, let's go Gators or whoever your team is. So we're rallying around the banner, right? And God says, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord, your banner. When we're going into war, know that you are on the right team. When we are facing the opposition, understand that I, the strong one, and I like how he continues to combine Lord or Yahweh with the other word, right? So the ever-present I am is your banner, right? The strong, mighty God is the one you can rally around your greatest association? Should be to the Lord who is our banner. In Psalms, um, not song in Song of Songs. Um, this the I think it's Solomon writes, God's banner over me is love. So his rallying cry, his place of unification. The thing we can all surround ourselves and experience victory is also composed of love. Listen. This is um, man, what? (laughs) This is good stuff. Oh man, I love the Bible. And I want you to see these names of God. So when you feel like you're by yourself, understand that there is a whole nation of believers. There's a whole body of believers that acknowledges that God is our unifying place. We are under the kingdom of God and God's love banner is our rallying point. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So um, let's go a little further. Oh, in Leviticus, let's go Leviticus chapter 20. um, And I don't know if you've been following me on social, uh, the Bible in real life on Instagram and the Bible real life um, on Facebook, and I believe Bible in real life on TikTok, I post um, we're actually going through the Bible, right? So we just went through Leviticus and I talked about this in Leviticus when we were in chapter 20, but in Leviticus chapter 20, verses eight, let's look at this. Because uh, I want you to see where to find these names of God. Leviticus chapter 20, verses eight. Jesus says, keep my, God says, keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. And that's our next word. Um, Yahweh, uh, Yahweh Mekadesh, right? Yahweh mekedesh The Lord who sanctifies, listen, it is the Lord who makes you holy. It is the Lord that acknowledges this sacrifice that Christ made and applies it to you. And it is him that makes you holy, right? So, you know, I I said one of the reasons we're going through the names of God is so that we can relate to him in relation to his character and how he reveals himself. So I know there are some days where we don't feel like we are holy, like we are sanctified, like we are set apart for God's perfect will. And God said, listen, I am the Lord who sanctifies and makes holy. You connect with me and you'll know that I am the one who makes you holy. So I don't have to beat myself up. I don't have to um, feel like I can never um, be accepted in the beloved, right? Know that, Lord, you're the one that makes me holy. As As I draw near to you, you sanctify me. You clean me. You set me apart. You give me purpose and destiny, right? So Yahweh. The I am present one, right, is there with you to sanctify you and make you holy. Hallelujah to his name. Uh, And I'm going to do one more. There's a a long list, um, but I wanted to highlight some of the ones that in this season um, or that we have gone to over and over. Lord, thank you for being that provider, <clears throat> Yahweh Rapha, Jehovah Rapha. Lord, thank you for helping me realize that I'm never alone. There is a whole group. There is a whole body that believes in you because you are Jehovah Nisi, right? And now I want to talk about Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Shalom means Yah- uh, the Lord, our Peace, the Lord our peace. And this one is an interesting one because this one we find in Judges. So in Judges, not a whole lot is going right with guys people in Judges. But in Judges chapter 6, verses 24, we read about a guy named Gideon, right? We read about a guy named Gideon in 624. And <clears throat> The angel of the Lord came and let's see, verse 24. It says, then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it the Lord is peace. Okay, let me go up a little bit to 23. It says, but the Lord said to him, peace be to you. Do not fear, you shall not die. Then God built an altar and called it the Lord of peace. So Gideon was in a situation and um, they were under the, um, you know, rule of the Midianites. And there was a war about to take place. God appeared to Gideon and Gideon was afraid. And God said, listen, even in the midst of what's going on around you, even in the midst of the world and all these things that are happening, I am your peace. And I think this is a relevant word for today. Look to God as your shalom. Look to God as Jehovah, your peace. God wants to assure you that he is here. You know, sometimes you'll hear about the peace that surpasses all understanding. Well, God provides that peace and he reveals himself. As the Prince of Peace, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. So if you are um, anxious, if you are not experiencing the Lord as the God of peace, I encourage you to call out to him. And in your praying saying, Lord, your Bible says that you are the Lord, our peace. You are Yahweh or Jehovah Shalom. And today I want to walk in your peace. Settle my mind, settle my spirit, help me to live in the peace that you provide, right? Um, I want to, the re- again, as we we're closing, the reason I wanted to do this is when somebody asks, asks you about who your God is, right? When someone asks you, who is your God to you? I want you to be able to say with boldness and clarity and understanding that, you know what? My God is El Eloah. He's the strong and mighty God. My God is Elohim, the creator of the universe. My God is the Lord. He is Adonai, the ruler of the whole world. My God is Jehovah Jireh. He's the one that provides for me and can can make substitution for everything when I am lacking. I want you to say that, hey, my God is Jehovah Rapha. He is the one who heals me physically and helps me um, maintain physically. He also is the God that heals my mind, my soul, my emotions. He is Jehovah Rapha. Well, I am never by myself because God is Jehovah Nisi. He is the rallying cry in which all believers can come and have victory in him. He is Jehovah Nisi, right? God is Jehovah Mekadish. I don't make myself holy. God sanctifies me. Jehovah Mekadesh, he makes me holy. He's the Lord who sanctifies me. And he is the God that gives me peace. This is who God has revealed himself and many more. God has revealed himself in these ways. And if God revealed himself in these ways, we can relate to him as that peacemaker. We can relate to him as the ever-present, mighty, strong one that will never leave. So I hope you've been encouraged. I'm going to have to continue going through this list because it strengthens me to see all that God has done for us and who he is. Paul said, I know in whom I have believed, and we've got to know in whom we have believed. When Jesus taught us to pray, he said, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. This episode was showing us that we can hallow, we can reverence, we can respect the name of God and all his attributes. Okay, this is Lee Bible in real life. I hope you have been encouraged. I have been encouraged. And um, uh, make sure to share and go back and listen to this episode. Go back and rehearse these things that you know who God is. So that when you're having that moment, when you need a provider, you can call to him as by his name, Lord, you are my provider. All right? Uh, if you are not subscribed to the podcast, what are you waiting for? If you have not shared the podcast, what are you waiting for? <laughs> and if you haven't followed us on social, we are going through the Bible, right? So if you go to the Bible in Real Life on TikTok, the Bible in Real Life in on Facebook, or the Bible in Real Life on YouTube, you'll see that each day I post something from a daily scripture as we're going through the Bible chronologically every weekday. And uh, I hope to see you on the socials (laughs) and I hope to see you on the next episode. All right. Bye bye, everybody.